What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the New Wave Podcast. On this week's episode, we have the co-founders of New Future Creative, a digital agency that's doing digital just a bit different. We're joined by Sophie Labras and Karina Bland, who give us the origin story of how it all came together, um, what it's like to create a digital agency in this day and age, where where the space is heading, and some other personal projects that they're working on that kind of led up to the creation of this. So without further ado, let's uh, let's jump in the pool, baby. Guys, we are live. We're here with Sophie and Karina. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing well, thank you. Doing super well. It's great to hear. It's glad we can get you guys on the podcast today. So if you guys just give us a quick introduction on your company, New Future Creative. Mm-hmm. Karina, I'll let you go ahead with that one. Okay, so New Future Creative, we're a creative marketing agency that specializes in making GIFs for Instagram. So like, if you search on GIF search, we make those and get them available on a wide network of social medias. Um, and then we make augmented reality face filters for use on socials for brands. Nice. And um, let's uh, let's take it to day one on this. Uh, how did this really come together? Like, where did the idea come from? How did you guys link up your story and how you kind of brought it together and where it is to now? Mm-hmm. I can touch on a bit about how Karina and I met, and then I'll let Karina chat about how New Future Creative started because it's really with her. Um, so Karina and I met, we went, both went to Queens, same with you guys. Um, Karina's in engineering, so she her whole degree is in engineering chemistry. And then mine, I was in business, um, but we both ended up doing the, the Queens has an innovation center. So it's the Den and Deshpande Queens Innovation Center. And they run a summer incubator program um, called the Queens Innovation Center Summer Initiative. And, uh, you know, through different means, like for me, I just done a internship at a bank um, and it was a people facing role. And I enjoyed that part, but I kind of realized, you know what, like I want to do something like completely 180 from that heard about the Quixie program and somehow like applied and got in. Um, and Karina and I both ended up in that program, the same cohort working on completely different startups. Mine was like actually both high tech startups, which is completely different from what we're doing now um, in both of our ventures. But yeah, we ended up there and that was such a great environment to meet other like-minded entrepreneurs. And we both say that like, we wouldn't be where we are today without that experience. And we definitely wouldn't be co-founders together without that experience. So we owe so much to the Queens Innovation Center and we still keep in touch with them all the time. Like I'm judging their pitch competition tomorrow, which is pretty nice. cool. Um, but yeah, that's where we we met. We just stayed in touch throughout um, the years, I guess years now after the program. Um, and then Karina, in terms of what happened with New Future, I'll pass it on to you. Well, yeah, like, um, <clears throat> so like we're a creative agency um, and I, I sort of started 
down like my creative journey. Um, like I said, like so we said, like I studied engineering um, in school, which is kind of like a complete like I've done like kind of a complete 180 for like what yeah. I do now. Um, but basically, like I sort of started getting into digital art when I got a tablet um, for school, like to take notes on. And that's sort of like how I got into like the creative field um, and like through like so Bangaroo, um, my online brand slash Instagram community um, through like growing that I kind of got my feet wet into the world of like digital marketing um, and then also like creative marketing. Right. So I'm um, like it all, it all started with gifts. Right. Um, so I mean like doing like commissions and stuff and like selling like my art that was I guess kind of my first step into I guess like making money through like my social platform um, but it was always kind of like well how do you diversify like how do you be different from like other people um, so I had like the opportunity come where like I realized what Gippy was and I was like okay I'm gonna make gifts for like my personal brand and like they're gonna be fun whatever um, uh -huh. so, like did that for myself and you know you have to go through an application process um to get like the channel live and so it was like and also just like learning how to animate like I taught myself how to animate I didn't know how to do it before I didn't know how to make a gif um but I did as I was like okay like I want to try this whatever let's get gifts my followers will like it um and then once I did that one of my friends um who has like an advertising agency in LA was like well now we want a giphy channel like can you make it um so I would like regularly make gifts and upload gifts um, and kind of like manage the channel and so I sort of realized well like this is a niche number one like it's a social media platform um, so people want to have it brands want to have it and it's something that not everybody can do um, so I was like okay this is something that can be like more than that um, and so I got like a couple other channels through like that advertising agency and then just started to build it um, so then it's close to a year ago Sophie eh? like mm -hmm. I had this idea because like with gifts, I was always like, I wish that there was another niche that had like a more of a visible ROI and that, you know, is obviously like creative and like fun because like I do, I enjoy mm -hmm. animating, like enjoy that creative. So when augmented reality face filters came along, this was probably like November, December um, of 2019, November, December of 2019. Um, so like a bit over a year ago when I was like I have to get into augmented reality and that was like really hard so I had to teach myself how to do augmented reality because I wanted to sell filters um and I started to learn it was really hard I won't go into detail but it was like one of the hardest <laughs> things ever it was like harder than engineering it's a horrible thing <laughs> so, but, but I knew that it would be something that could I think take off right like this is this is the vision of this of really taking hold of this niche that Sophie and I both have but anyway, so along that journey, like I knew that I needed to get stop working with this guy who I didn't really like. I need to become financially independent from him because it sucks when you're dependent on someone else you hate for money. Um, that's stupid. Um, and <laughs> I also knew that I wanted to do something with filters because it is um, it has a higher, higher ROI than gifts. Basically, it's like it's more of an exciting thing to sell, I think. So then I approached Sophie. Uh, sorry, this is taking a while. Then I approached Sophie and I was like, because I because Sophie said we did um we did Quixie together and I knew Sophie was my dream co-founder like I always wanted to work with her ever since I met her I was like this girl's perfect 
Um, cause she, she really is guys. She really is like, she balances <laughs> me out. Well, Karina is a genius. Karina, Karina doesn't give herself enough credit. You know, she just said it was the hardest thing in her life to make filters and learn how to do that. And I, yeah, I have no idea how to do that. I have no idea how to code anything. Like <laughs> Karina, Karina is a genius and her mind is crazy. So yeah. Yeah. But so right back at you. Sophie's also like super amazing. Like she's like the ideal um, partner. So I knew I just like, I really wanted to work with her. And then I pitched her, I pitched her through Instagram DM. I gave her a little sales pitch. I was like, have you ever thought about starting a creative agency? And she said, no, but we can talk about it. <laughs> just slid into DMs and gotta know. This is before COVID. This is like Sophie was doing like a million different things. And she was basically like, this sounds cool. I don't have time. Mm. Um, and I was like, oh, bummer, like, whatever. Um, so I was, like, plotting along myself, trying to make a website, like, and I got, like, a couple filter projects for, like, through, like, people I knew, and, like, I reached out and made some filters. So I was, like, working on getting a portfolio. And then um, I think the main thing is just COVID hit. And then Sophie, <laughs> Sophie messaged me and was like, okay, like, let's get started. I have nothing to do. It's <laughs> um, pretty much how it happened. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then we started, and we had, like, some initial sales like right out the gate um we had like really we had a really easy time getting clients right away which i'm super thankful for we've had some ups and downs in sales but right out right out of the gate i think it was well i don't know so if maybe you speak to it about that journey about our first couple clients but yeah well we had a couple a first couple clients i mean the great thing was that I really didn't have anything to do. I'd had like all these plans and then I literally had nothing to do. I went from like having packed days to zero, zero things. So I was super bored at home. Like, yep, Karina, let's, let's do this now. It's the time. And it was tricky because obviously the world was reeling from COVID, right? Like, and you're coming in and you're asking people for, for part of their marketing budget that they like now don't even have, like, they don't know if they're going to be open in a week. They don't know if they're uh -huh. a lot, anything to, to you. Um, so that was tricky, but as things kind of went on, people realized like, okay, the world's not ending quite yet. Um, you know, there's a lot of push from marketing voices saying now's the time to double down on your marketing efforts to be able to like come out from this on the other side in a good place. Um, so probably like three, we started um, in April, like very end of March, beginning of April. And I think in, it was July um, that things for me had actually like picked up again. Um, and so I was juggling kind of new future as well as um, another load of responsibilities. Um, but we got like maybe like a $10,000 a month and we onboarded like four or five clients in one month and we realized wow. like oh shit like we need to scale <laughs> things like it was so great like such a great problem to have but we had to like stop kind of onboarding because we hadn't built the processes to really be able to handle like much more than that with you know karina being one person who is really really creative and a creative genius but like only has so much capacity to create um and then, yeah, even with myself having kind of other stuff going on at the same time. Um, but it was a great, it was a great feeling like validating everything. And I think one of the best parts of this business is like Karina said, we had cash flow from day one. We had proof of concept from day one with Karina have having already like done a few projects um, and it was really formalizing it. You know, you can go out and you can work with a freelancer, but there's not that like reputation that needs to be upheld um, there. And there's no like systems in place. So 
you know, that's what we're focusing on. Uh, we've been focusing on ever since that time was like, okay, we need to build this company in a way that's going to be able to, to build and like also work for us knowing that we each have other businesses that we work on the side. Wow, there's uh, there's so many of my questions right there answered. Uh, a lot to unpack, but that's amazing. So I'm trying to just like, I'm trying to grasp everything here. So Karina, you're saying you kind of started Bangaroo and you were just putting out your art. Well, actually, first off, this started with a tablet is what I'm understanding. Like you were an engineering student and you got a tablet and were you always like kind of like were you always like drawing and stuff were you always into just being creative like that or and then you got the tablet to take notes but then you're like oh i can actually do a lot of design work with this like did you were you doing stuff before yeah like i wasn't i wasn't ever really into drawing like i drew i was like i was a really creative kid um and i was super blessed to have like really amazing parents that gave me like every opportunity to create um i'm an only child so i was like a little bit spoiled with like opportunities and like materials um just to you know create anything so like i loved making stuff when i was a kid i went to so many art camps um i had the opportunity to like dabble in like a lot of different areas of art um and but like but i had no like specific passion that like i did so it's not something i did every day um i would maybe doodle in the margins of my notebooks but no i, I didn't draw i did no pencil paper watercolor nothing regularly um but yeah i would just like to you know always have fun making stuff and i was always enjoying the process of creation prior to that so like when i got a tablet i just downloaded a digital art program for fun and i started drawing mm -hmm. pictures of myself like i just started tracing over photos of myself and turning that into digital um and then i just kind of got into it and i started posting um stuff on instagram um and it was always just like like in the early days it was just something i did for fun it was just like i really enjoyed the process of like learning a digital program and then having like freedom but it's not like it's not necessarily drawing um because like a digital i think it's a completely different medium um so it's however mm -hmm. you're however you're working in it so i didn't know how to draw and like i say now like i'm kind of just i say i know how to draw now but i wouldn't have said that a year ago and i think i've learned that as a skill through my journey um, right. And then um, and then the kind of like from you doing all that digital art, it seems like the business almost came to you as in like you were just doing that kind of for fun, displaying it. Like I'm enjoying posting all this stuff. But then someone asked you if you think you could do some work for them. And that's kind of like your would that would that be considered New Future's first customer story? Or would you say it later once Sophie got on board? I guess you had some momentum going. So you just like had a reputation and like. How, how are you this is like this is like over a timeline of like three or four years right uh -huh. so like mm -hmm. uni that was like university like i started drawing um probably in like 2016 2017 um and like i don't know like i think what got me started into like the world of digital was like my obsession with social media like i had always wanted to have followers and i always just thought like i kind of like idolized people that had that and i was like that's so cool um, I always want, I just always wanted that ever since I was a kid. I wanted that. Like I started a YouTube when I was like 12. Nice. Um, so then I, what saw were you posting video. on your YouTube? I don't even know. I don't <laughs> ever want to see those videos. Uh, <laughs> yikes. Um, but yeah, no, it just sort of started because like people just like you, I, it didn't just happen. You know, people just didn't see my art and they're like, I like this. And I didn't get like a bunch of followers overnight. I sort of, I realized how to grow. And Instagram and so I started investing into that 
into growing and like doing that just like before I knew what it was going to be like, you know, I didn't know I wanted it to be a brand. I didn't know that I'd be selling, you know, my services, but I just wanted to, to see what would happen if I had a bunch of followers online. Uh-huh. And that was like the early stuff in the university when you're not really worrying about anything, right? You're not like, I wasn't really, pay- I wasn't okay. I wasn't paying any bills. I wasn't paying any of my own bills. Um, aside from maybe like food, I have like really great parents. Um, and it was just like, I was just having fun making art. Um, and then growing a social media page, I was just super fascinated by that. And like that there are processes you can take to get followers um, and sort of learning on my own. And sort of that journey probably took like two, like one to two years kind of thing um, before. But like I had I had someone like reach out to me the other day for like art that had like commissioned me in like 2018. And it was like I it was like a portrait that I did for ten dollars for her. And like this was this is like this week and like th- now like my price for something like that would be like two hundred fifty dollars. So it's like it's just kind of crazy how like the journey has taken. But I also feel like there's so many other things that you just if you didn't know the industry, like you wouldn't. I feel like you wouldn't be able to like it'd be a lot harder to come into it and be like, okay, what what do we do? Like, what's the pricing model? How does this work? Um, but I think like through Bangaroo, I was able to number one, like meet people that would mentor me and I could learn from to sort of get my foot in the door that way. Um, and then and then those clients came, but like, you know, I was maybe doing like drawing some random people through Instagram, like prior to the whole GIF business. Um, but yeah, does that answer your question at all? Yeah, no, that's, that's good for sure. Um, and then I'm trying to think here, so, you really wanted to you said sophie was the perfect co-founder you really wanted to work with her so uh what was kind of your pitch to sophie and sophie did you were you kind of into this space because i know that karina liked wanted to grow a following she learned all this like social media she really got involved in the space and uh, really understands the ins and outs the nuances how to make money how to grow the following so then she pitches to you what was her pitch like and why did you think it was kind of a good idea and is it something you were kind of interested in before or was it COVID hit i'm twiddling my thumbs all day in my room and i'm starting to go stir crazy oh here's something to do what was what was my pitch oh my gosh karina was like her pitch was so intense it was so funny she just like got me i can't remember if we were like on a we must have been on video we must have been on facetime yeah, we and I remember I'll probably have to go, I'll have to go find the notebook in like five years, you know, that I was like taking notes while you were you were talking and you were just like selling me on this. You're like, this is an undiscovered niche this is going to be huge. Like, you know, I've already like validated the market through my work. And like Karina, Karina did such a great job. I was like, I, I see the opportunity here. Like, this is totally true. And like Karina mentioned, I had you know, a lot of other things kind of going on. I had some plans later um, in the future and I was kind of, you know, trying to make myself this goal of like not saying yes to too many things, like practicing saying no. Um, You asked if, you know, this is a space that I'm, I was interested in, like the growing, the following, the social media space. And the answer to that is really like, no, like it wasn't really a space that, um, that I was interested in. We, I know we'll probably talk about like the social dilemma and all all of that, but at that time I was actually doing my yoga teacher training, which is like mm-hmm. so so separate, um, like almost anti, you know, like ego, anti ego, anti um, materialism, and all of that. Um, 
so there was kind of like these two parts of me that were at war this like part where like i'm trying to like do this like west coast lifestyle like i'm doing my yoga teacher training trying to say no to things and then this part of me that's like the entrepreneur where i'm i see the opportunity here karina is incredible she has such a creative mind and like it would be so incredible to work with her at that point like i'd actually just quit a corporate job that wasn't really fitting so I and I had I was going on this path of like going back to entrepreneurship. Um, so I also saw like, hey, this is like almost the perfect time. But like, you know, coming up in that spring, I was supposed to be helping manage my family business um, with the intention of potentially taking it over which has now happened. Um, so crazy. Like if you'd asked me a year and a half ago, pff, I don't know um, <laughs> if that would have been what I told you what was going to be happening. But I was like at war with all of that stuff. I think at the end of the day, it was really that like entrepreneurial instinct where I had to listen to my gut. Like Karina and I, again, like had this shared experience of doing the Quixie program. I think it really built that gut and that intuition within ourselves. Um, I, at least that's true for me, Karina, I'd love to hear what you you think about that. And I, I just was hearing Karina pitching this to me and going, yeah, that's like, that's gonna be a good one. And it sucked for me to say like, no, at that time. And then so when COVID happened and like my plan, we didn't know if like the family business at the beach was going to be open. Like I had been doing my yoga teacher training and doing a serving job and I couldn't do my yoga teacher training. I couldn't do my serving job anymore. I literally had nothing to do. I was like, great. Um, this is like a sign from the world that I'm starting this business with starting this business with Karina. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> it's crazy because COVID for so many people, it's so easy to just get down on yourself and say, you know what? This is unlikely. I can just wait for the pandemic to pass. But it was almost used as an accelerator for you guys, Sophie. You were saying, you know, I probably wouldn't have, like if COVID never happened. Who knows if this ever would have actually materialized? And hundred percent. And you guys had that crazy month at the beginning where business was booming, cash flow was positive. So fast forward a bit further, and now we're kind of used to COVID at this point in time. We've all adapted to it. There's different ways of you know, conducting business. How do you guys, because both of you have multiple things on the go. So how do you guys manage New Future Creative together while balancing your other, the other things that you've got going on? I, th I think we're, we're, still... we're learning how to do that. Um... That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. We're learning. It's changing yeah, like think... every couple months, you know, it's the hard part about it. Yeah, I, th I think it's definitely, it's definitely a learning process. Um... But but I think like like you said, like COVID, I think I've definitely seen it, you know, in the way that it's a blessing. And that was my resolve right when it started was I'm going to come out of this completely different. Like everything's going to be different when I'm out of this. I'm going to work hard every single day um, and I'm going to have something to show for it. Um, it's already that's that's sort of been my resolve for like both businesses. Um, and I think, yeah, it's it's a bit of a juggling act. I think like for me, at least my businesses maybe have like more synergies together where they're both kind of like in the world of socials um which i think you know is kind of a helpful thing but then it's also like bleh, you know sometimes <laughs> um depending but yeah like i think it's definitely uh, a learning experience 
Um, I think Sophie and I both have like really open communication, which I think is like super important um, within a founding team. We're both very transparent about what our workloads are and where we see the business growing. Um, and yeah, I'm just trying to have like regular conversations like that. And yeah, hope for the best. <laughs> for sure. I don't know what the stat is, but I know there is a stat when you start something together with a founder, you do have a higher success to make it out than doing something solo. So it's awesome. You guys definitely have some synergies together in terms of you. You guys answer each other's questions. You clearly work well together. It's awesome to see. Thank you. And, you know, to that point of, you know, community, like entrepreneurship can be so lonely. And I think that, yeah, having a co-founder has definitely made a difference for me. And one thing that Karina and I have like just started doing is taking the time to actually talk about, talk to each other about our other businesses, which like we just did that for the first time yesterday. Um, you know, we hear like bits and pieces about each other's businesses here and there, but like actually setting the time aside to do it formally was like really, really awesome. And yeah, like Karina said in her, her both the businesses, New Future and Banger, there's a lot of synergies, but it's the case for like even mine or any synergy or any businesses. Um, but one thing we've definitely been lacking through this time is like the wider community. So we're like excited. We just got accepted to an accelerator incubator program um, for youth across Canada and like super excited about that. So yeah, you know, like while COVID has been like really great for putting your head down and working, there's like other sides to it in the terms of, you know, the world of entrepreneurship where you're not, you're not um, having the same level of support um, mm -hmm. that we've been able to have. And like going back to our, our quick C days, that, what was so incredible about that is that you're in a room or like you're in a building, the same floor of building with like whatever, what, what it was, like 40 entrepreneurs who are all, all like the same age as you and you walk down the hallway and there's like someone who's like great at like coding um, or you walk down the other way and like there's like a sales master and you can just rip off of each other. So um, so thankful to have Karina like both for like new future, but also just being an entrepreneur in general. And I think that's like a goal that we have is to keep building out our network and keep like giving back to that community. So I just want to kind of backtrack here. Um... I'm trying to under, so I think I do understand the business, but like, so you guys have an agency in which you're creating like these, is it gifts or giffies or, or sorry, gifts or gifs? Cause that's also, I feel like that might be a question. Some people ask there, guys, <laughs> is it gifts or gifs? Go with gifs. Gifs? Yeah. And I say gifts. So, you I, know, I prefer you, gifts. Whatever you want. Yeah. You can say whatever you want. It feels natural to say gifts. Let's do So. I'm just like ignorant of this space and I don't understand how to use what you guys are like providing. So how, how does your agency help businesses? So you, I'll, I'll just, such, I'll just say that and just, just like, how does it help? Cause I, I just like, just answer the question. How does it help businesses? How does your agency, how does this, cause you guys, like Karina was talking about, she saw this opportunity to go into the augmented reality with all of that. Like, I just don't know. So if, if you could explain that, that'd be yeah. fantastic. Well, like, uh, like both the services that we offer are not like really typically they're not something that a brand could just like do themselves. Like even if they have like an in-house creative, um, mm -hmm. you know, probably what that creative is going to deliver to something that's not within like our standards, like that wouldn't go out our door kind of thing. Um, so it's like very specialized. So for like GIF specifically, like what it is, is like Giphy is like the backend database that once you have a public channel on Giphy, 
the gifts that you post there are available on like all social networks. So like Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, Facebook, Tinder, Pinterest, Tumblr, like the list goes on. Like mm-hmm. the Giphy's API just like syncs with all of these networks so that the database is like searchable. So like that's how you add a gift to your Instagram story. Um, like a brand can just search their brand name within gift search and then they have all their like like brand assets like just right there that they can add to stories that like influencers can use um, if they're like promoting a product and that just their general community. Um, it's more like a gift, right? Like they can use for fun. Um, Karina, I'm thinking maybe give an example and like a great example that the audience might be familiar with is like 437 swimwear. Yeah, well, go ahead. Yeah, okay. So like, for example, 437 Swimmer is one of our clients. So we've done like a couple filters for them and a couple sets of gifts as well. Um, So they're just doing a launch right now, which like, maybe, you know, we have created already some some, uh, filters and some gifts for them potentially, you know, more in the future. Um, But like, that's a really great time to use gifts where you're doing a product launch or a set launch where you're like, okay, let's like make our stories more fun. Like let's give this gift to our followers to like when they're posting their pic of themselves and they're like really cute bikini, um, you know, they can post like 437 logo and mm-hmm. like generating that user, like that user generated content propelling the brand forward. And same thing like Karina said with influencers, like 437, for example, has such a huge influencer program. Um, and then it's bringing it people right back to the brand and keeping that like, top of mind gifts also get like a lot of views like i have close to three billion views on my channel like billion Um, and like giphy has like they boast like 100 million monthly average people on their website that's insane um, which is like a lot so it's also like really good for seo as well but i think like overall if you're summarizing like what gifts do for a brand it's like brand awareness and it's Mm -hmm. like overall branding so it's not necessarily like a necessity um, which is kind of like why, like going back to when I was talking about my journey is kind of why, like when I was like, I wish there was another niche that was like more like necessary. And that's mm-hmm. sort of what I see like filters and like the direction that augmented reality within socials, especially social commerce is taking. Um, so that's why we're, we're a little, probably a little bit more excited about the filter opportunity. Um, but it's always great to um, get gift, gift clients and also sell them together in a package because there's definitely like synergies between them as well. Um, yeah. And okay, so for filters, I'll also break down how they work. Um, so basically, like, and both of these things, so like Giphy, like you have to apply to get a channel. We set up the channel. So we do all of that. We have clients come to us that they're like, my channel got rejected. I don't understand how to get a channel. We're just like, don't worry about it. It's complicated. Like we do it. Um, the same thing for filters, like uploading them is like a hassle too. So like that's something that we do. So there's like barrier to entries for both of them. Um, and basically like filters, like you upload them to your Instagram, a filter feed gets created. So it's like, Buy your post, buy your tag post, buy like shoppable posts if you're a brand. It's like a brand new thing um, not many people know about. <laughs> um, and then people basically like if they're your followers, they can find your filter organically in their camera roll or like they can find it through your story or someone else's story. But basically like when it gets shared to a story or a post or a reel, the owner, their handle is like in the top corner kind of thing. And that's tappable as well. So it's kind of like kind of like a shout out, you know, if people like the filter, they can save it, they can see who made it. Um, so it's it's really, it's also a, a great engagement tool as well. Because um, engagement is like all the rage in Instagram. Um, I don't know if you heard about the algorithm, people hate the algorithm. Um, so it's kind of like a little hack to beat the algorithm, you get a bunch more interactions with your account through filters in a relatively undersaturated space. Um, yeah, is that 
summarize kind of? No, that's, ex that's exactly what I was looking for. And uh, so that's what the business does. How are those early days of you guys working together and making it like, for lack of a better word, like a legit business? Because you have to like set up processes and like, how do you know, like you talked about earlier, like you sell, sold a print for 10 bucks and like now you would sell it for like 250. Like how did you and Sophie come together to be like, uh, who does what? Well, I guess you would do the creative and stuff like um, those early days. How did you guys set up those processes and how did you figure out how much to charge a client? Because I feel like that's always a, a tough one to uh, get yeah. started with. Yeah, no. Um, well, for me, right, like I sort of came into it with like a big Rolodex of like, you know, stuff to show. Like, I mean, probably had like 10, 15, 20. Well, maybe, maybe not even that, but displayable Giphy channels, probably at least 10 um, different channels for different brands. And then like several like filters that I have made that were like public for our portfolio already. Um, and I knew, I knew the pricing just cause I know. Um, cause just for, just from years of being in the industry, being in creative, having like done those projects. Um, yeah. So I think we sort of knew essentially like with like the pricing, the model, but I think the thing that we worked out together was the sales. Like, how are we going to sell this? Um, and that's where Sophie was like a huge um, part of it. Cause that's sort of like, was the problem we had, you know, I think I came to Sophie like with a website, it was garbage. Um, so we it was yellow. yellow website. <laughs> but we basically like built a website together and then started figuring out how to sell it with like the pricing and like, um, you know, portfolio already there. Yeah, I was like Instagramming, DMing at the beginning, which like maybe we'll keep on doing that. We'll see. We've kind of stepped away from it. That was like really weird for me. Like you asked me at the beginning, was I into socials? No, like not really. Um, then suddenly my like pub profile was public and I was like, DMing people all the time. Um, you know, Karina really came to me saying like, I'm a creative person. I want to do the creative stuff. Like, I don't know how to do the accounting. I need you to keep me accountable. And I was like, I love project management. Yes. Like, and, well, you know, I knew she had all the skills that I lacked. That's why I went to her. Just perfect. We're a perfect team. And I have no idea to how to do what Karina does. I'm like learn so much every day from her about these like creative processes. I feel like I've, you know, built a big creative space vocabulary and um, acumen because of this work. Um, but yeah, very, very complimentary. Um, and I think it also helped that we had the same background in terms of like our entrepreneurial training. But um yeah, definitely. Like we, we knew we wanted to start building out those processes and we're still doing that. You know, it, it's crazy in a startup where I remember we'd be like, I think we need to get a credit. It'd be like the summer. We were like, I think we need to get a credit card like in the fall. And then like, oh my God, we need to get a credit card next week. You know, <laughs> it's like, or, or what was it like incorporating same thing, like all those big steps where you think that it's like, four months down the line and it turns out it's actually two weeks down the line. <laughs> For sure. So there's one thing, cool thing you guys do that I want to touch on. It's the Brighter Future Initiative. And it's kind of, it's pretty cool because you see typically once companies are mature, then they start giving back. You know, we've got ours now that we can now that we're in a place where we're comfortable, we can give back to the community. But you guys are obviously such a young company and you're already giving back. Can you kind of explain where it came from and how you guys manage that as well as your other clients as well? Totally. Yeah, it's definitely, 
it's definitely um, an initiative that we're working, still working on building out. Um, we have a Brighter Future Initiative filter that should be coming out um, at the end of the month that's kind of related to mental health. Um, and it's actually in partnership with a Queen's organization. Um, so not sure if we're supposed to talk. You know what? I'm sure they'll love that we talked about it. It's, <laughs> um, it's step above stigma. So um, they are they talk all about like reducing the stigma around mental health. And we basically help them create for free a filter that um, you know, has different prompts about mental health, like what does self-care look like to you? Um, what is a stereotype about mental health? I can't remember the exact ones, um, but the point is that they're going to use it in a campaign to get people in the Queens community and beyond to talk about these different, like react to these different prompts um, and spread the com spread the conversation on these different mental health topics. So, you know, I think for both Karina and I, we really believe like we are entrepreneurs, we believe in business, we want to build um, our lives in that space. But um, there's also like a lot of harm that can be done <laughs> through businesses. Like we are both environmentalists. Um, we both had the opportunity through the Queen's Innovation Center to travel to um, pretty rural India and go there for a social development conference. Um, and I think that that was at least really, really impactful, impactful for me, um, just seeing like the different way that people live. Um, and I think we've both gotten to travel as well. We're just we're, we're so fortunate and we're so lucky to be able to, um, you know, have the privilege to build our lives as entrepreneurs. You know, Karina had talked about how she has like really incredible parents. Like I would definitely say the same for myself and even just being able to like have an education from somewhere like Queens and have access to the networks that we do. So incredible. And like, it's almost that the least we can do is give back in this, in this way where it doesn't necessarily take us a lot of um, time. And it's like really fun for us mm -hmm. to be able to talk to these people who are behind these like incredible causes. I know we we actually had like an organization from the UK reach out through organic search saying, hey, like we might be doing this campaign in um, the spring. Um, could, could you do a filter? And I respond, I was like, actually, we kind of want to make make it for you for free. <laughs> because <laughs> you're an organization that's doing doing really cool stuff. And you know, we do ask for something in return. It's not like 100% just us giving like and what we ask for is just you know if they do have a blog or um somewhere they can give us a shout out um to do that like to link back to our website that helps us you know boost our organic search rank so that paid customers can find us so it's not like a hundred percent us you know giving for free but um it's definitely our opportunity to recognize that yeah there's a lot of value in what we're doing um, especially in terms of filters. We only do it for filters um, just because of the virality. And usually these, these organizations, these causes have a lot of followers. So like they're really able to harness the virality um, and yeah, just letting them spread their messages and causes. And yeah, makes us feel like we've, we're giving back. Yeah. And anything to add there? Yeah, that's, that was a really great encapsulation, Sophie. Nothing to add. That's awesome. And the, uh, the step above, step above stigma. That's right. That's what it's called. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah exactly. 
Yeah, that's uh, just a very timely thing, as we know that COVID is, you know, a physical disease and killing or hurting lots of people out there. But it's like there's also a lot of repercussions that come on the mental side of things. So I think that's uh, that's a great initiative to take on now. And I like that you talked about like I read a book, uh, Selling Naked by Jesse Horwitz, which is about him starting Hubble, like the contacts, like the subscription mm. contacts. And he had just like talks about how like building a company is so hard it's difficult like you're always just working you're getting super stressed and all that and then he had like a full chapter dedicated to like it's okay to take a step back and like you have to take care of the mental and like you have to like just having that conversation opening up is really good and i like that you guys are um just opening up the conversation because it leads to more people feeling comfortable about doing that um just for the sake of time because i could chat with you guys forever um kind of the last couple of things i want to get out here is like what's next for new future and then i also just want to chat about both your individual product projects here so a little bit more about like karina what are you doing with bangaroo what's next because i saw your your little linkedin post about the journey of how you went from starting that as the page to like print on demand uh to like now looking to get your own fulfillment center online and then Sophie, you just you just took over a business. That's insane. Like <laughs> that is incredible. So I want to hear about that. So that's kind of three questions there. So uh, answer however you guys want on that one. And if mm -hmm. if I wasn't clear in my question, I don't know that you guys know what I'm saying there. Yeah, yeah. got okay. you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Karina, I think I think you should take what's next. Like, tell them a little bit about um, the new like page that we're going to be adding to our website soon and what that's all about. Yeah. So basically like the big opportunity that we see um, within, no, with, so it's augmented reality, right? Like that's where we really see the opportunity happening. Like augmented reality has been around for like decades, right? And people have always wondered what is the use of augmented reality? Like virtual reality is really cool. There's a lot of clear uses for virtual reality, but what what is the use for augmented reality? Um, it's for marketing. Augmented reality is the future of marketing. We say that on our website. Uh, that's sort of our slogan. But but it really it really is. And there's so many applications within the marketing realm. Um, and so basically, what you guys might not know is that you know these filters that are like integrated into like Instagram um, and Facebook, like the software to create them is like proprietarily created by Facebook um, that for like creators to use. Like you know it's a free software, whatever. Um, and Facebook has like built this software, um, meaning that Facebook has plans for the software. Otherwise, they probably wouldn't have poured, you know, probably over like 10 million. You know, I don't know how much it cost, but I know it was a fucking lot. OK, <laughs> um, so so Facebook has plans um, for augmented reality and it is within the marketing space. OK, so Facebook and Instagram, uh, I'm just going to say Facebook. And when I say Facebook, I mean Facebook and Instagram. Um, so Facebook is pivoting to more so of a marketplace, right? We see that with like Facebook Marketplace, Facebook Shops mm -hmm. and Instagram Shops, um, where right now, like in the US, um, people that are in the US can actually check out through Instagram so they can buy stuff from brands who have products on Instagram all through the Instagram app. Obviously, Facebook takes a percentage, uh, whatever, but so anyway, so that's happening and that's we expect that to be like a worldwide feature. Um, but the cool things with augmented reality um, is that Facebook is integrating augmented reality within their e-commerce toolkit, right? So right now, um, Facebook ads, right? What are your creative options? Your creative options are an image, a video, um, you know, carousel of videos or a carousel of photos, right? Um, right now on Facebook, only on Facebook, not on Instagram or its audience network, you can run an augmented reality creative ad, right? 
So that can prompt the user to tap on the ad. It'll open the camera and, you know, they're trying something on probably. Or they're seeing a product that you sell in their own space where they can visualize it. They can see what it looks like. They can position it nicely. And right. So it's it's a creative that by Facebook's claims has, you know, like two, three, four X ROI compared to all the other creatives. Um, so th that's like super new. So it's not on any of their other platforms yet. It's just on Facebook. It's not very public because, um, you know, they're beta testing it. Right. And these filters that are like created by creators that are all over Instagram, you know, that's that's how they're warming up the market. They want people to get in, get familiar with the augmented reality space so that when they bring it, you know, and they integrate it further into their e-commerce toolkit, people are going to be like, oh, I get it, you know, because they've already seen it and they've spent like years utilizing it. Um, another really exciting um, thing that Facebook is also going to be doing um, is all of the shoppable products throughout their networks, right? When you like tap on a post on Instagram, you see a tag product, right? You can tap on that product, you go to the product page where you can, you know, add it to your cart, you can view the description, you can share it, you can save it, whatever. Within that page, there's also going to be a button to try it on or to see it in your space, right? So those are the two areas where we see this being like a huge market and where it's going to go from being right now it's a nice to have for brands just to give something fun to their followers um, but it's going to become slowly you know it's going to transition into a need to have um, when these features roll out right and so we're here we're building this like we're waiting for these future for these features to happen because that's when we see our sales skyrocketing you know and it just it'll be like the average client you know if they're spent if they're spending one dollar with these features you know it could go you know, can 10x and then it can be like a monthly reoccurring service that we provide um, that's like necessary. Um, so that's sort of where we see this going. But like right now, what we're trying to do is we're number one, we're pouring a lot of our resources into SEO. Um, so we want to be organically on the top page of Google when this hits and when people need this as a service. Um, so right now, like the, the monthly average searches are like super low. Um, but, you know, we we see the trend and it's going up. Um, and yeah, so we basically just want to be fully prepared as well as to scale to have our back end ready to handle volume when these features roll out and when this becomes a necessity, pretty much. Sophie? Good. <laughs> yeah. That's that. And then, and then uh, what's uh, what's going on with Bangaroo and then uh, kind of uh, with Windsure? Is that, am I saying that right? Windsure Adventure Water Sports. Yes, indeed. Okay, Sophie. What's that, sorry? Sophie, yeah, do, you do you want to just chat a oh, little okay, bit about yeah. what it's like, like the family business, what it's like yeah, taking yeah. it over, all of that? <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, Windsure was founded by my dad 43 years ago. So, it's kind of a Vancouver staple. If you want to learn how to windsurf in like the Metro Vancouver area, it's the only place to do it. I think the closest other place would be Squamish. So um, over the years, it started out as just windsurfing. My dad added um, stand-up paddleboarding and skimboarding. So we have all three of those sports. We're in the Jericho Sailing Center, which is like so beautiful. English Bay, it is really like the only place in Vancouver that you can safely learn how to windsurf. And even like for paddleboarding, there's other places you can do that in like False Creek, Deep Cove. Um, but English Bay is like such a beautiful area because it's just like a bay that's protected. Um, and I think you kind of 
you know, we were chatting before we started and you talked about like you wake up in Vancouver and you like see the ocean and you see the mountains and then you can see Stanley Park and literally when you are at Jericho Beach, um, you're visiting Windsor, you are on like a paddleboard, you're on a windsurfer or you're skimboarding and you are on the beach, you're on the water, you look up, you see the mountains and across the way you see Kitts Beach you see Stanley Park and the other way you see like West Vancouver, the islands, UBC. It's like so gorgeous, so beautiful. Um, so I never really necessarily thought that I was going to take business over. Um, I, I think it was like, you know, you guys will know what I'm talking about, like going to Queens, being in the business program, there's a huge push to like go into one of these four spaces, consulting, marketing, finance, accounting. And I remember being in first year and I'd gone into Queens Commerce as an environmentalist who wanted to learn more about business so that I could take down the system, okay? <laughs> so um, I was like, I'm going in here and I'm gonna like take down the system. I'm gonna like, or I'm gonna do like CSR and work for, a big company and like change their whole company. You know, along the way I got really disillusioned by that and realized, you know, if I want to change things, I got to do it myself. And then I got into this entrepreneurial um, path and I was like, yeah, this is, this is it. This is for me. Like all those like clubs I ran in high school, all those like community projects I did actually like that was all just me like getting closer to my entrepreneurial journey. So um, yeah, I, I had this, but I really, I really struggled with it along the way, like in, in the beginning and, and um, for that reason, like didn't know if I was going back to Vancouver, didn't know if I was going to stay in Toronto and kind of like work somewhere for a bit, ended up coming back to Vancouver for a job, which didn't really work out in the long term. Um, and I just kind of like, you know, right, right, sorry, it was actually like the year, like the summer after graduation, I was like traveling in Asia, I was like in Bangkok and I remember like having um a lunch with like one of my best friends I was like hey like I just realized like maybe I have to take over Windsor <laughs> and I don't know why I've never thought about it before um it was just like this moment of realization she was like yeah like I think that's such a great idea like, yeah you know what that is kind of a great idea and here I was I'd like sign this job contract I was starting a job in like two months um and yeah, again, it like didn't ended up not really being a great work environment for me, you know, maybe because I'm an, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. So um, that kind of like quit that I was doing my yoga teacher training was like serving as a waitress all to like kind of bridge this gap between like the beginning of like 2020 um, to like what I thought was going to be spring 2020 starting to manage um, the business. Um, again, my dad had run it for over 40 years. So there was a lot that was working. There's also a lot that needs to be changed or like can be changed to, to grow. Um, so I'm super, super excited about that. And um, again, like COVID sucked, but also turned out that because everyone was inside and stuck there, they actually couldn't do a lot of things, couldn't see a lot of people. Like what they could do was come to the beach and go paddleboarding or windsurfing and skimboarding and do that distance. So we had the best summer ever, the history of the company. And that made my decision in um to take over the business a lot easier so I, I definitely like you know speaking of mental health had like I think looking back a lot of anxiety this fall of like okay like I'm like trying to buy this business from my dad and taking on like a lot of debt um this is like a really big decision like if I mess this up like 
his retirement is screwed because we're doing like because of the way we like set up the um purchase and like i'm also running this other business and i'm gonna be running two businesses like how do i do that i don't want to screw over karina like whoa, whoa whoa what's going on and like you know i'm 23 like should i buy a business and run a business and you know i'm not a pro like windsurfer like my dad i'm not you know i don't i haven't worked for a company for like 10 years and like no just just do it just do it um so i just did it and yeah, we're just taking it, you know, day at a time, week at a time. And, but I'm, I'm really, really, really excited um, about this. And like, there's just something so special about being down at the beach, getting people active, getting people outside. And that is just so aligned with like my personal values. And um, it's also, you know, still hitting that entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial check mark for me. Um, yeah, it's just something I'm I'm so 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 excited about, and I, you know my whole family is really happy about it too. And to be able to see my dad finally retire at 73 um, oh, wow. has been great too. <laughs> That's amazing. That's Aang, awesome. do, you have, uh, do you have anything else? No, I'm good. I know we're already running over our time here, and uh, thank you guys a lot for coming on the show. It was a pleasure having you guys. We usually let you guys have the last word if we're the audience can reach you, your websites, Instagram handles, floor is yours. Karina? Yeah, totally. Um, well, I mean, newfuturecreative.com, like hit us up. Uh, you got you got filters, you got gifts, you know, make your creative dreams come true. And we're launching, a, we just launched an Instagram community that we're trying to build too, Karina, if you want to shout that oh, out. Yeah, it's at Best Camera Effects. Um, so it's basically a community platform that just showcases the best camera effects you could find on Instagram, um, highlighting different creators on the platform, doing something cool um, with, with an augmented reality. So yeah, if you guys actually would follow us, that'd be amazing. Because of course. I have like 15 <laughs> followers now, so we need more. And you guys all definitely need to check out Karina's art at Bangaroo, B-A-N-G-E-R, three O's, O-O-O. And um, like all of her, all of her posts and check out her psychedelic alien inspired. Uh, thanks, Sophie. I love it. Yeah. I saw a lot of Rick and Morty and a little bit of Elon Musk on there. And just like, I mean, I, I love both both Rick and Morgan, Elon Musk, and all of the art, just like all of that, it's it's incredible. So I went through the every single Instagram post right from like start to finish. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I did a deep dive. Yeah, your art's awesome. Well, thank you. Awesome. And if anyone is in the Vancouver area, Windsor Adventure Water Sports, come get outside when we open in the spring. And Instagram is Windsure A D V, like adventure. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure and super nice to see you guys again, even though it's far away. It's uh, yeah, better than nothing, but I think uh, if I do make, make my way out to the West Coast, I will. I was going to make a pun about for sure Windsure, but I, I really <laughs> didn't know how to nail that one. I will, <laughs> we'll just, we'll just leave it at that. I'll, I'll come for sure, and I'll check it out. A valiant yeah, effort. Can't a valiant wait. effort. Well, I'll have the board set aside for you. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh